Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Hey friends, before we dive in, I want to share my brand new free weight loss mini training called the six simple steps to losing weight. In this video training, I'm going to teach you my step-by-step framework to losing weight and keeping it off. I also created a workbook that you'll be able to download so that you can put each step into action. One of the most common things I hear is, I really want to lose weight, but I have no idea where to start. And I totally get it. I know how overwhelming and confusing it can be. And that's exactly why I created this training. It's quick and to the point, and you will learn exactly what to do to jumpstart your weight loss. You can either click the link in my show notes or just go to my website, www.eva.fit. On today's episode, I have a special guest for you. Let me introduce you to Kim Barnes-Jefferson, founder of the Fit Girl Magic Society and host of the Fit Girl Magic podcast. Kim is a health and fitness coach who helps women over 40 feel fit, comfortable, and confident in their bodies. Kim runs an online nutrition and lifestyle coaching business where she helps her clients take simple actions using her four R's habit framework that helps them to build great habits, routines, consistency, and results. Kim and I chat about how to make healthy habits stick, how to improve your metabolism, and how to approach weight loss after 40. And here's my interview with Kim Barnes-Jefferson. Kim, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you. Nice to chat with you too. So Kim, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I, um, I'm a health and fitness coach for women over 40. I really work with women who feel like their body has given them the finger that they're, they've just, they're doing all the right things and nothing seems to be working. And I know you have, um, a part of the intro, right? Where you have your four R's habits framework. Tell us what are the four R's and, and how do we, how do we implement that into our lives? So one of the things I always, you know, I've been doing this for over 15 years. And so, you know, as many, as many women are different snowflakes, you guys are all snowflakes. You all have your special thing. We all kind of fall into what I call my, the four buckets, the four R's. And these are the four habits that keep us from getting to the success that we want. And the first one is rigidity, right? We think that results come from taking certain actions that, I, it has to be hard. I have to go gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, fun-free, right? In order for me to get results. The second piece is resistance. Even though it's not working, I'm going to keep doing the same shit over and over and over again, because I, 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 it's certainty, right? I'm certain that of what the results I'm going to get. And it's proof to me that I am not worthy of weight loss. It's proof to me that I, this shouldn't happen for me. Or maybe the resistance is that I'm only supposed to lose weight to go on vacation or go to the family reunion or to do this. I'm only supposed to lose weight for however long the weight loss lasts. The certain, the second place it's, it's, I call it respect, right? So it's like, we lack respect for how much time it's going to take. We lack respect for our own personal boundaries. And you and I have had the conversation, like as a mom, you're like, I got to do all the things for my son and I have to be there and I have to bake cookies at 3 a.m. in order for him <laughs> to have cookies for and like, and so all the, you know, put all the people in front of you, all the people in front of you. And then you're like, well, I don't really have time for, for making a, a healthy meal for myself. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time for me because I, I have a lack of respect for who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And then the final place, I call it release, right? It's like, Finally saying to yourself, it's okay for me to let it be easy. It's okay for it to ju- not look perfect. It's okay for it to just be what it is today. And tomorrow it's going to be different. But today, the best I can do for myself is a walk. Today, the best I can do is lock myself in the closet for 10 minutes, put a timer and tell my kids not to bother me. That's what <laughs> that's the best I got for me today. So those are the four R's. Like those are the four buckets that I always kind of like work my clients into. And I'm like, where, where, where's your R today? Where are you? 
Mm, I love that. I love how simple that is as well, because it literally, it's like, okay, what do we need to work on today? Or what is kind of what flag is coming up for, for you today? Yes. And then you can help coach them through that. How did you come up with that? Like, tell us your story. Like, tell us your health and fitness story. How did, how did we get here? So for me, um, when my, my husband and I got married and he was turning 40 and his family doesn't have a good health history. And I was like, well, he's not going to die on me mm-hmm. for, for something that is self-imposed. So I said, you know what, for our anniversary, and we got married in October. So Christmas was like only a few months later. And, you know, after you get married, you broke ass. So I said for Christmas, I'm like, let's give ourselves a personal trainer and friends of ours is working with a personal trainer. They get amazing results. And I met him and I'm like, you know, I am opinionated. So I needed someone who could deal with me. And so <laughs> that's how it started. And, you know, we, we met with him and I was literally only going for my husband. I was like, I'm good. And then he's like, well, you can lose about 30 pounds. I was like, pardon? What? <laughs> and I mean, and it's, he didn't say it in a mean way. It was very matter of fact. He's like, oh, Kim, he's like, yeah, I love 30 pounds on you. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so um, that's what started. And literally for probably, we worked with him probably for us six months. And I asked him every Sunday, every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. I would come to him and ask him a million questions. <laughs> I was, I was that client. I was like, why are we doing this? Why, why would we do this? Why would we do that? And he would tell me and I would go and I would research it. I would be like, I was like deep into the Googles. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, this is what I read. And this is what I read. And he was just like, oh. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So that started your, your fitness journey. And then what, what, what made you want to actually become a fitness coach and health coach and help other women? What was that impetus for you? My impetus was that I like, so I lost the 30 pounds and, you know, it was pretty effortlessly for me to lose the 30 pounds the first time. And then I would see other people complain about weight loss. And I was like, well, I was like, you know, do you shrink train? Do you do this? And they're like, no. And so I was just like, mm-hmm. just seeing the simple things that people weren't doing. And I was like, all right. I, and I was like, I felt happiest when I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. That's really where I started. And I just really hated seeing people spin their wheels. So I was like, as I was doing this, like I didn't spin my wheels at all. Like it was effortless. It was just like, here are your steps. And if this, once the steps stop working, here are the tweaks we're going to make so that your steps keep working. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so many women probably come to you listening right now. We want that set and forget it. We want it to be like, it's done, it's over. And I'm going to eat this way for the rest of my life. I'm going to work with this way for the rest of my life. And we get that into our heads. And, you know, I don't know what, why it is. I don't know if it's diet culture. I don't know what causes us to think that, you know, there's this holy grail out there. (laughs) I think that, yeah, I think there's just a lot of just, we were talking about this. So, so for my listeners, I was just interviewed on Kim's show. So we just did a swap. So we've been talking for about an hour and a half. (laughs) So we, so we, I might say like, well, we were just talking and that's what I'm referring to. But we, we were having this conversation on Kim's um, on Kim's podcast, and it's it's that oftentimes we just kind of believe the stories that we're told. We believe the stories that um, the diet industry tells us. We believe the stories that our friends and family and what other people and social media and all of these things, we just believe the stories. And then it's just like, oh, that must be true. It must be a fact. But in order for us to find results, in order for us to get the results we're looking for, sometimes we need to choose a different story to believe yes. and, and different thoughts to think. And that's uh, what comes up a lot it, as both of us coach, uh, coach our clients on weight loss and, and fitness and all of that. It's, you know, well, this is what it's always been, or this is why I think it should be this way or that way. And we get some resistance there. Talk to me a little bit more about like, what are some of the more common, common things that you work with women on, especially when it comes to like at the gym? Um, I know one of them is probably going to be not lifting heavy enough, but what are some of, yes. the, some of the things that you often see come up? For, for a lot of women, the biggest thing is the consistency, right? So it's like, again, we, we, as we kind of alluded to stories, you know, I know for me, I was an overtrainer. Like I'm Kim, I am a recovering overtrainer. <laughs> I thought I had to go to the gym literally six days a week, like rest day. I did yoga. That was my rest day. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the gym six days a week. I thought my workout had to be two hours at a clip. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't go to the gym for two hours, why go? Right. I was all or nothing. It was like, I, it was a light. I thought, you know, working out with the light switch. I was either on the wagon. I was off the wagon. So a lot of times I work with my clients 
with mindset, you know, there's there's like six things that I work with my clients on. Mainly it's mindset, right? Thinking of focusing on our thoughts about getting healthy for the long term versus constantly feeling the need to fix ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Always constantly scanning the horizon. Eva's doing keto, so I should be doing keto. Sally's doing whole 30, so I should be doing whole 30. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you haven't been consistent with anything to prove that it either works or doesn't work. Right. Right. And for me, like, so people are like, well, what's consistency, Kim? <laughs> I'd say give it 30 days, like for 30 days, follow something. Mm-hmm. And during that time, in the 30 days, you follow something, three things are going to happen. If I'm hungry, that's a clue. Mm-hmm. I have no energy. That's a clue. Mm-hmm. I'm craving. That's a clue. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things. If you follow something for 30 days and you feel one of those three things, that ain't for you, sister. <laughs> and we got to start doing some tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the first place is like, I, you know, working with my clients and my mindset. The second place I start is like, there's two things that we can do for free. that doesn't cost us a dime. I don't have to go out, buy a book. I don't have to go out and get food. I don't have to do anything. Go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> This is like resistance city bedtime, set a bedtime, set a bedtime. And then like you, you have an 11 year old. Does he just roam the night? Or do you say, this is the time you're going to bed, honey? Listen, I have to, I have to literally be like, it's time for bed. Right. I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I'm saying you're like, honey, you're going to bed. This is your bedtime. Yep, yep. And it's enforced yes. where as adults, we don't have a bedtime. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's a term called revenge bedtime. Wow. Where, <laughs> and, and I, and I get it. I see it on two spectrums. I mm-hmm. see it for my uh, clients who have kids who fist fight their kids into bed mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I won. So now I'm going to stay up because I won the battle, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe instead of it taking an hour to get them down, it only took 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it wasn't that big of a struggle. So I win and I'm going to eat something or I'm going to binge watch or whatever. And I'm going to stay up to reward myself for getting this extra time. Yeah. The second place I see it is my workaholics. My workaholics mm-hmm. are like, Oh, I work so hard. I deserve this downtime. Mm-hmm. And this downtime bleeds into one, 2 a.m. Yes. But they still, they're still got to get up for either to get their kids up and out mm-hmm. or get to work and they're not getting to sleep. So I see it on both sides. So I always challenge my clients. I'm like, set a fucking bedtime. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, just like you were a two-year-old, like, and have a ritual, like, you know, you're, you know, your kid probably doesn't have a ritual as much as they did when they, when he was younger, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, there was tubby time. And then there was like, you know, a couple stories and then like rub my back and put the t- stuffed animals on a certain mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. do the same damn thing to you. Right. You know, it's like, I like nine 30, I, I shut down and like, I start to go upstairs and my husband's like, are you powering down? And I'm like, yeah, he's like about 30 minutes before I can come back, come up and like, know that you're asleep. I'm like, yeah, 30, 40, 30 to 45. <laughs> and and th- that's what I do. And, yeah. and, and it's consistent. It's on a Saturday night. It's on a Monday night. It's mm-hmm. the same ritual every single time. And it just sets me right off to bed. Yeah. That's so important. You know, I, I talk about this as well. I always say it's like, there's so many different levers that we pull, right? When it comes to, to simplifying how to lose weight. And one of the the main things that I hear often, people are like, what does sleep have to do with anything? Sleep and stress. Yeah. They, they think it has nothing to do. I'm like, it has everything to do with your weight loss. Okay. Because if you're not sleeping, guess what your body's doing? It's not metabolizing. It's not working optimally. And it thinks that you're under some sort of like crisis, right? And then it's going to hold on to fat and all of these things. But yes, sleeping and and managing stress are two really big ones that people, I think a lot of people, when they think I need to lose weight, they think I need to figure out what to eat. I need to go to the gym a lot. Like you said, people think they have to go to the gym for six, seven days a week and two hours. And I always say, I'm like, listen, if you're spending two hours at the gym, you're doing something wrong. Yes, 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 yes. You're not doing it right because that's not necessary. And so, and I, and I love that you brought up that you used to be an all or nothing person. So, um, because I think a lot of my listeners are, are very busy, high achieving women. They have businesses, they, they run their households, they have a lot going on. And there's this misconception that like, well, because I don't have time, because I don't have six days a week to go twice, you know, for two hours. And because I don't have 
time to cook these meals and because all these things and they just don't right then it's more like it's like well I can't do it so I'm not gonna do it and part of like my my whole everything that I teach is like it's not that fucking complicated just do (laughs) just do these things right because so tell me how did you get out of that um that maybe all or nothing thinking of like if if it's not two hours I might as well not go (laughs) so I did, I had to do an experiment. So I was, I was going on vacation for 30 days and I was going on like a dream vacation. And I was like, you know what? Typically on vacation, I am very high maintenance. I'm like, I have to figure out where I'm going to eat. I have to figure out where I'm going to work out. And I have to figure all this stuff out. And I make, I make vacation so fucking complicated. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going, I mean, I was going to a foreign country and I was like, I don't want to be that American. And I was like, I don't, like, I don't want to be that girl. So I told myself, I'm not going to be that girl. So I said, all right, what could make me not like, like have my inner panic? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, if I'm like, I'm getting myself three things. So that's, I got to keep it simple. So I said one vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. So if I had a big ass salad every single day and I'm like pretty much anywhere on the planet, you can get a salad, I'm like, right. I had a salad every single day that would make me feel like I was at least honoring my health. Mm-hmm. We were not renting a car. We were walking everywhere. I'm like, okay, so if I were to walk everywhere and I at least move my body 30 minutes a day, that move my body at least 30, 30 minutes, three times a week, I would feel okay with it. Like, so that what I, I wasn't working out every single day, but at least I know I was walking and I was doing some type of movement 30 minutes, three times a week. And then the final was like sleep. All right. Cause I know that when I don't sleep, I'm cranky. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep and I get cravings. So it's like, those are the three things I'm going to do. And if I can do this, those three things every day for 30 days, then I won't freak out. Mm-hmm. And so that was like that. And so I'm like, I'm going to do an experiment. And so, you know, for your clients who are or clients and listeners, like experiments are huge because I think about like when we were in like high school, we went to biology, chemistry, like we did an experiment. The teacher knew the outcome, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. She, they were just like mixed two of this, one of that. And we put it together. And so. Yeah this is what I encourage my clients to do regularly, like come up with like your own experiments Mm -hmm. that help you figure out how to like get this done. Right. And, and if you notice it was simple, right. Like it wasn't like, okay, the experiment, I have to go to the gym four hours. Like it was, it was like, can I do it? Mm -hmm. And it was my own little personal challenge. And I did it for 30, I did it for 30 days and I felt great. Mm -hmm. And I stepped on the scale before I left and I was like, all right, I only gained two pounds Mm -hmm. and I flew for 24 hours. So what do you think those two pounds were? Mm -hmm. Water and poop. Those are the two pounds. (laughs) So if I hydrated and had a good poop, I would be, I would probably have net net, but Mm -hmm. I would take the, even if the, if it wasn't water and poop, I would take the two pounds. Like I did that for 30 days and I didn't blow up like a balloon. Like I, like in my head, I was like, calm down, Kim, this is an experiment. You're having a dream trip. Just be in the moment, be in the moment. And now that's my, my jive moving forward. These like little experiments that like those three things, I just do them now. This is just who I am. Mm-hmm. And now like I move on, I've moved on to other things like that I'm trying to do 30 day experiments. And, you know, sometimes at 30 days, it's 60 days, sometimes it's 90 days, mm-hmm. but it's, it's little things teach me to be consistent. Right. Right. And that's a big thing. I think that we probably both hear a lot with our clients is like, they they'll come to us initially, like, I don't know how to be consistent or I've never been consistent at anything. Yeah. How, how do you, um, how do you approach that when someone comes to you, is like, Kim, I've, I've tried everything and I just, I don't know. I just can't stick to anything. And they just come with like, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> so kind of like what I just said, I'm like, I want you to pick something, pick one thing, right. Mm-hmm. For 30 days that you feel like you're willing to work on right now, because it's like so many people come to us and they want us to like, like line it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I did that for decades. I lined it up. And then I was, I felt like a failure when they failed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course you failed. You didn't choose it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think back to like, you know, I work for myself, even work for herself. I remember back in corporate, corporate would say, you know, whoever set the goal, like this is how much money we're going to make. And then it would trickle down through the departments. Then like, you know, I worked in the marketing department, like, okay, marketing, if we're going to make $50 million, this is what the marketing department has to do. And then like, this is what Kim's little piece had to do. Did I give a shit about that? Like was <laughs> I invested in that? It was just like, oh, if I want a paycheck, this is what I got to do. Yeah. And I just, and I just did it, put the blinders on and just did it. But 
when I started doing fitness, it was like, I determined the pace. Mm-hmm. I set the tone. I set the goal. And so when I did it, I did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, when my clients tell me they want to be told what to do, I'm like, I'm not your girl. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to say, this is my goal. And I'm going to say, okay, here are the six places we can go, right? We could talk about your sleep. We could talk about your stress. We could talk about your self-care. We could talk about exercise. We could talk about nutrition. Right now, what feels the easiest for you? Mm-hmm. And we're going to start there. Yeah. And now I know you think you could run a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm. However, can you? Right. Let's look at like what's going on in your life. You know, because I talk to my clients about seasons in their life that, you know, we have some seasons where we just can't mm-hmm. <laughs> and be okay with it. You know, I have a client who's a CPA during tax season. She can't like right. there's like from pretty much February through May, she's like locked in her office, making sure everyone's taxes are done on time. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and it took her a while to come to peace with like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what can we focus on during tax time? Yes. Like what's the one focus that you can have? Because Mm -hmm. you can't have 50 focuses. I know you can't go to the gym on a regular basis. I know that you can't do that, but like, what can you do during that crazy time? And then we have other people, you know, my client, uh, one of my clients is like, you know, in the summertime, I just feel so much more energized because it's lighter out, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's the season for you just to get some shit done. Mm -hmm. Right. So that then as we start to get into those, those quieter months for you, then we could be like, what comes off of your plate or do you feel it's sustainable now that you've got some like momentum underneath your belt? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because I think that's what happens a lot when they, when, when our clients approach us with, I I'm so inconsistent. I can never stick to anything. It's because you're trying to do too many things at once. And then of course, again, it's like your brain's like too much overload. Can't do it. Mm -mm, It's hard. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Don't know what's going to happen on the other side. And then it's like all of these, these barriers come up because, and I think we just, just as, as like high achieving women, it's like, we think we can do it all. We want to do it all. And then it's like, if I can't figure this out, then it's just like, ah, right. And then it just becomes, it just, falls all apart. And then we blame ourselves. I can't stick to anything. I can't get anything done. I always start something I don't finish. No, it's not. I always say to my clients, nothing has gone wrong here. Nothing at all. The thing is you just maybe bit off a little more than you could chew, right? Especially if you're trying something new or something different. If you, if you come at it like, all right, I got to sleep more, eat better, work out three times yeah. a week. I got to do all of these things. If you go, if you go at it in that way, of course, your brain's going to be shocked. And, yes. and, and this, the, the minute I tell them every time, the minute something goes wrong, you will be like, fuck this shit. It doesn't work. <laughs> yep. And you're like, okay, so then you're off to find the next thing yes the next hard thing because I clearly got to double down right right I think about it like the best way I can describe it is like I'm not a gambler but this is how I think gambling works (laughs) I'm at the blackjack table I'm down to my last 50 dollars and you know what I'm gonna double down because Mm -hmm. that's what I should do (laughs) because that's what you do right instead of saying you know what Maybe I should take my $50, get myself a good dinner, mm-hmm. regroup, yep. and use this as a sign that I'm not a gambler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, and I love that analogy because I think oftentimes that that is what we do. It's like, go big or go home. And it's like, I'm just going to fucking go ham, you know? And yeah. then, and, but then what happens is like, hey, it may not work. Right. <laughs> thing is you may lose the money and then and then what happens the shame spiral nothing ever works for me I can't do anything right this is some bullshit this was the wrong program this was the wrong meal plan this is the wrong coach like you'll find all the excuses if you don't blame yourself you'll blame something or someone else when really again nothing has gone wrong you just you just miscalculated perhaps, or maybe you have right. to change strategies or maybe something, but you don't give up. And that's what I always say. It's just like, just keep trying. Don't try the same thing, hoping that it's going to give you a different result. Right. Like let's not do that, <laughs> but yeah. let's also just like not make it this whole, um, nothing's ever works for me. Right. Like I've tried right. everything. Nothing works. Or I can't stick with it. It's like, really though, because let's talk about it. <laughs> that's what I always say. 
it's like, let's, let's figure out, you know, maybe sure. You may have tried five different meal plans or, or diets or whatever, and maybe they didn't work, but what, let's figure out what will work for you. And I think that's why when, when we work with our clients, they come to us for very personalized attention. It's for this reason. It's because we know that it's not a one size fits all. We know that it, what might work for me may not work for you and vice versa and all of that. But at the same time, what's important, which is why I love your, your four R's and like rigidity being the first one is that oftentimes we get stuck in our ways or stuck yes. in like what we think it should be like. And if it's not like this, it's wrong or something is wrong, but it's like, no, it's not. It's just, let's be a little more open-minded and let's try something else because you can, it's, as you said a little bit ago, it's like, listen, they could eat the right things, work out the perfect ways and all that, but they're only getting four hours of sleep. Guess what's not going to happen. Scale's not going to move. <laughs> right. The scale's going to move or, you know, I have a client who, um, I, I used to do a lot of, uh, fitness competitor coaching. And I have a client who really wants to build a lot of muscle and she, her food was like, she was just not eating enough and she's not sleeping enough. And I was like, I don't care how hard you work in the gym. Like yeah. that's fabulous that you work that hard in the gym, but if you don't have these two pieces, like it's, it, it's like a Jenga, like trying yep. to build Jenga and you have a lot of missing pieces. I'm like, you, like we, we can't. And I yeah. think so many of us get vapor locked on. I eat really clean. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you don't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I eat really clean, but you sleep like shit. I mm -hmm. eat really clean, but I'm stressed like a mofo. Like, mm -hmm. so there's like, we, you know, as you know, and we talked on um, my show about what Eva and like what she said, was like, I compartmentalize, like I didn't want to deal with something. So I was like, Boop, mm -hmm. I'm not going to deal with it. Yep. <laughs> and that's where I see a lot of women where it's like, why am I not losing the weight? Cause there's shit you're not dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's why I always talk about sleep. The first place I'm like sleep. If we just allowed ourselves to have a bedtime and that's really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. I have a client who literally for three months, she's like three days a week. I'm going to try to go to bed, you know, before 11 mm -hmm. and she's still working on it. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's really, it, it's like, she's a night owl. It's very hard for her. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm giving you the space. Like, mm -hmm you know, you need to do this, but you need to get to that point that like, it's keeping you from other things you want to do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also with what, what I wanted to also talk about was metabolism as well, because especially yeah. as, we, as we get older, our metabolism mm. changes, we could talk about that for sure. But also the effects that sleep and stress yeah. have on our metabolism, which again, it's like, we don't think about it hard enough. We don't give it enough airtime. And it's so important because it's like, it's easy to be like, especially when you're busy and you're like doing a lot of things. It's like, I, I hear women say, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know, things like yes. that. It's like, stop, like, stop saying that. It's not cute. <laughs> That's not cute. Yeah. Like not taking care of your sleep and your, like your sleep hygiene is super important when it comes to just overall health and well-being, but also like what it does to your metabolism and how, as we get older, because I know you work with mostly women over 40, like are, things mm -hmm. start to really take a, a, a dive. <laughs> Once you hit 40, things change rapidly, right? So it's like, it's it's important to be um, preventative a lot of the time of just like, all right, yeah. my body's about to change and it's about to start doing different things. Talk to us about like, what what do you, like, I know you have this uh, term flexible metabolism that I really liked to, le to learn about when I was listening to you earlier, but Talk to us about like how our metabolism affects us, how it changes as we get older, all of those things. So the, the biggest thing is that many of us think that our, our metabolism is a thermometer, right? Mm -hmm. That like, if I add a little more workout, then all of a sudden, like all of my, all of my, my problems are going to go away. And that's what the diet industry has taught us. Our diet yeah. industry has taught us that like, uh, I put on weight exercise more, eat less. Right. Mm. And so that worked for a while. Like when we were virgin dieters, like maybe the first three, four diets, it worked fabulously. Yeah. But now, you know, some of my clients, they've been dieting for 15, 20 years. And yeah. the body's like, girlfriend, I know what you are doing. Mm -hmm. I ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> and so where here's where we have to like play with what I call a flexible metabolism so that our body learns that it can burn both fat it could also burn sugar. Mm -hmm. And in our modern day world, we burn a lot of sugar. We eat it and sugar means carbs. Now, when I say carbs, I'm not saying go carb free. That's right. not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is we all have the carb tipping point, right? Mm -hmm. I might be hundred grams of carbs. You might be 150 grams of carbs. Sally might be 120 grams of carbs. 
we all have to figure out what carbs do for our own particular body because mm-hmm. we need the carbs. Carbs are what makes us think, right? When I was competing, I would get down to anywhere from like 80 to 100 grams of carbs the week of my show. I was mm. dumb as a rock. Like, don't, world <laughs> peace, what's the world? Like, I didn't know anything. You feed me a carb, I was like a fucking Mensa. I was like... <laughs> But we all have to kind of say, what, what are we trying to get out of our metabolism? And so as I was talk, alluding to earlier, we have to have cycles, right? So that our body constantly is thinking about it. So it doesn't begin to compensate. Our mm-hmm. metabolism compensates for whatever we throw at it. It's like, oh, you're giving me a lot of carbs. So I'm going to learn to burn sugar because that's what carbs breaks down into. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're not giving me a lot of carbs. I got to learn how to burn the fat that's in your body. All right. I, I got to learn how to do that. So it's like always throwing things differently at our body. And so one of the things I work with my clients is that, okay, like, where are we? Can we have, do we have a time we can like really like go to the gym and crush? Great. I'm going to feed you. So that way, like I'm feeding that muscle. Oh, you got to scale it back. Like you're it's tax season. Okay. Now I'm going to start to like feed your, I'm, I'm going to be like, we're going to pull back on our meals. We're going to pull back on some of our things and we're going to pull back on that exercise. So that way we're keeping what we got. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be a little bit less. Okay. We're going to go into like, you know, a little couch potato mode. Okay. We're going to, we're going to focus on that. So it's like really meeting my clients where they are in their season. And mm-hmm. so that way it's not like put on your blinders and you're going to have five meals and it's going to look like this. And you're going to put it in those, like those, those black Tupperware things that you see all over the internet. <laughs> and you're going to eat the same shit every single day for the rest of your natural born life. <laughs> right. Right. And I think also that's what, what a lot of times what they think think they're supposed to do right it's like yeah we, we think that this is you know like again you'll see something on social media or you'll read something or you'll hear something or a friend will tell you something and it's like oh man so then this is what I often hear my metabolism is broken or it doesn't work again stories right stories mm-hmm. that we we like to tell ourselves and then they kind of um attach themselves to that story and now all of a sudden that's your identity oh I have a slow metabolism yeah right? it's like yeah Okay. And what are we going to do about that, ma'am? <laughs> right. Well, but I was like, but I'm like, who told you it was slow? Right. right. Like, I, as a, as a, as a coach, I'm like, I need evidence. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people get pissed, but I'm like, the first thing I need to do is like, when you tell me my symptoms, I need to know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I need to, cause I can't follow you around. Right. I mean, I, I can, but I'm going to charge you a lot. Yes. So I need to know, like, what do you put it in your mouth? Um, and are you exercising so mm-hmm. that we can kind of see like what are inputs and outputs? Not that it's, you know, one for one, but I need to understand what's your, I have to assess where you are. Yeah. Right. So I assess what's going on right now. Then I can, then I need to investigate. How do you feel about this? And I talked earlier, like, are you hungry when you eat this? Do you have low energy? Do you have cravings? And then we're going to modify. Right. So it's like assess. Let's, let's just, let's say where we are, investigate. Okay. What's going on with you and how fast do you want to go? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I like to think of the world in like three lanes. Right. We, we all, we all, we're all different drivers. Yep. I'm the girl who's driving 80, <laughs> trying not to get a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Then we have people who are like, I just drive in the middle lane. I, I can go a little bit above the speed limit. And then we have people who are like, Ooh, the highway scares me. So I'm just going to be like, you know, in the, in the right lane driving, yeah. like barely breaking, breaking the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, we have to decide, like we have to pick a pace. We have to make peace with it. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'm going to drive 80. And then life get hard. Mm -hmm. I got to say, you know what? I got to look ahead through. I always say, I always tell my clients, look ahead for 90 days. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the furthest I'm ever going to look ahead. Yeah. Because at the end of the year, that's just too far. Like Mm -hmm. so much can happen between Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But if I look 90 days out, I'm like, okay, what's my next 90 days? Like, what can I see? All right. You know what? I know I'm not traveling a lot or maybe I'm traveling a lot, or maybe it's going to get busy at work, or maybe it's going to get busy. You know, maybe you have a kid who does sports. So I got to, I got to take to the slow lane if, I, if I'm going to be traveling a lot, because I know I can't take on a lot if I'm not going to be around. Great. The next 90 days, I'm going to be focusing on my slow lane. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, actually, you know what? I got 90 days. I'm not going anywhere. It's going to be awesome. I can go in the fast lane. Yeah. So it's like, we pick where we are so that we can make that, like that undulating move in both our workouts and in our nutrition, but be okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. If, you know, the next few months I have a cup, I have a lot of travel coming up. So I can't be doing 80. I want to do 80, mm-hmm. but I've had to realize like, you know what, Kim? Cause I know if I try to go 80 and I can't do one thing, yeah, I'm like in at the rest stop yeah. <laughs> yeah. for a couple of months mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know what? 
June, July, and August, I got to go. I got to move it down. I'm going to be doing 65 and that's mm-hmm. all right. And a couple of things are going to come off my plate and I'm going to be okay with it because I know that after these, th- these 90 days are over, I can hit the gas again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something else that you talk about on your show um, that I, that I loved as well is you, you said something along the lines of um, stop acting like you're 30, if you're 40 in your forties or something like that. Talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I know that um, you're passionate about this. I, I, I need to get this passion. What, give us, give us your insight on, on women who, um, who, <laughs> who have not embraced their, the aging process yet and how this shows up in their weight loss journey. So this isn't me telling you to act your age because I haven't matured since the eighth grade. So <laughs> this is me saying that I'm fortunate that I have clients that have worked with me for over a decade. I'm grateful for them. And you know who you are. Boop. <laughs> But when you tell me, you know, so this true story, so I'm names will be changed, protect the innocent. So I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to my client, Julie, and Julie's like, Kim, I'm going on vacation. Um, and I really want to lose these, lose these 10 pounds. I'm like, awesome. All right. So talk to me, what are you doing? And she was like, yeah, I'm doing this, 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 this. All right, great. I love it. How about we tweak this, 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 and this. And she's like, well, Kim, you know, when I first started working with you, when she was 30, when I had one kid, she's like, Kim, when I first started working with you, you had me have eat five meals and go to the gym, you know, six days a week. You know, I really think I should go back to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, Julie, I'm like, All right, let's explore. I said, so why did you stop doing that? And she's like, well, I had two more kids. Okay. So do you think you can go back to that forever? And she's like, uh, ooh, no. Well, you know, she's like, Ethan's special needs. And I was like, oh, I know that. I'm well aware he's special needs. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I didn't want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to come to that conclusion that what you did when you were 30, when you had one kid, now you have three, one special needs. You stopped doing it because it didn't work for your life anymore. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my clients, like, we got to work our reps. Like, it has to be realistic for you right now, at least over the next 90 days. Yep. And how I get to my goal is how I'm going to keep my goal. Mm-hmm. And so if I went hard, there was a reason why I stopped because it, I couldn't go hard anymore. So now it's no longer realistic for me. Are you excited about going to the gym or figuring out where, how are you going to get your kids here, there and everywhere? Mm-hmm. No. Can you make a plan for it in your life? And this is sustainable. If four of those things give you flags, that's a clue. It's not going to work. <laughs> right, right. So I always, I always tell them, you know, so that's why I'm passionate about it because yeah, I used to eat five meals a day too, but guess what? I don't work out the way I used to work out. And when I was doing that, it made me fat. Cause you can overeat healthy foods. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating five meals a day and you're not working out like a beast, then we gotta, we gotta rejig something for you. Mm-hmm. So that's where I always like try to get my clients. And I'm sure that the same thing happens to you. It's like, maybe you did Weight Watchers back in the day and it worked for you, but maybe it's not going to work for you now. Or you did keto and it's not going to work for you now. Like we have to look at like what's ahead of us, mm-hmm. but we have to look at as it's evidence that I can figure something out. The back road is evidence, but it's not the only way. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to oftentimes what will our mind will want to offer. Well, 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 it worked before, right? So yes. now what's the problem? Well, the problem is uh, you're older, things have changed, your life, your lifestyle has changed, your circumstances have changed, right? And it's not fair. And I think oftentimes, because uh, we do this to ourselves, it's like, because we're, we can be very hard on ourselves. It's like, well, why not? Right. And then it becomes this like another, just yet another thing, another like obstacle to go over. It's like, I should have, I should still be able to, um, to do what I used to do. It's like, right. no, you shouldn't. Right. Because life changes, things change and you have to be, as you said, adaptable. Right. Cause if you are approaching it with the four R's, if you're being rigid and you're stuck to something that worked 10, 20 years ago, you know, or, or I often get people, um, people come to me a lot. It's like, I have these jeans that I yeah. wore. <laughs> I have these jeans that I wore when I was 21 and I'm like, and how old are you now? I'm 35 now, but I still want to fit in them. It's like, listen, I am. I, I always, I always use myself as an example. I probably in the best shape of my life now than I've ever been. However, I cannot fit junior size clothing. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're, 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 I'm not chopping a baby gap. Anymore. Right. Like I went into, it's funny. I went into Nordstrom the other day and I was like, oh, this is cute. I didn't realize I was in the junior section, the, the, whatever it's called. And right. I was like, yeah, this will never get over my hips. It's my size, but it just doesn't, it just does not, my body is not shaped the way it was before I had a child. My body is not shaped the way it was after right. losing weight, right? And it's okay. It doesn't mean I'm no right. longer a size four. It just means I'm not a size four in juniors. <laughs> right. And I always, like if someone, t- I always, you know, you're probably the same way, like get off that damn scale. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, okay, if you want to use, and I want you to use clothes as a, a measure, but I want you to use clothes that, you've, that you haven't worn in the last two to three years, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm never going to wear the size I wore in high school. Like that's just never going to happen. When I was in high school, a good wind could blow me away, <laughs> but I like to lift weights too much. Like, so I have deadlifting thighs. I got squatting booty, like, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give that up. I'm not going to give up all the muscle. Go to freaking Florida and you'll see why you would need muscle. <laughs> and, I'm not going to give that up. So I always tell people like you might come down two to three dress sizes, Mm -hmm. but it also depends on like how your body holds the holds muscle, right? Like some of us, like we have deadlifting thighs and Mm -hmm. you know what, no matter how hard I try, I'm always going to have thick thighs and I got to embrace it. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, oh, no matter how thin I get, I'm always going to have a booty and boobs. Like Mm -hmm. that's always going to be me. Yeah, like, I mean, my boobs, no matter how thin I got, I always had big boobs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I always had a butt. It always stayed like, so we have to like, just work with what we got. Like, right. We can reshape things, but we we're, there's only but so much we can do. Yes, absolutely. And what would you say to women that as, as they get older and, and, and the mobility, cause I, I always, I always talk about this and I actually just recorded a podcast episode about, um, the importance of exercise, because I know yes. there there are there are health coaches, there are um, life coaches that do weight loss, like I do, um, that do not talk about fitness. They they're like, you can lose weight without going to the gym, which is true. Yes, you can. Yes. yes. However, for me, I think it's very important, and I, and I teach it, and I coach on it, and when I work with my clients mobility is important, especially, especially yes. as you get older, especially, yes. right. It's like, if, if you've never lifted weights before, the time is literally now yes. to start. Can you talk to us a little bit about your thoughts about that, especially as women are, are approaching forties and getting older and maybe are afraid to, because like women always come to me. It's like, I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, you're not. <laughs> so going to happen. <laughs> first off, I, yes. Can I lose weight without working out? Absolutely. Right. Um, uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Lane said the best nutrition is queen and uh, fitness is king. Mm-hmm. 80, 20, 80, 20%. I totally wholeheartedly believe that. However, as we age, I believe that strength training comes into play for acts of daily living. I have a 90 plus year old mother-in-law. She cannot pick up a gallon of milk. Mm. I think that you should be able to pick up a gallon of milk. I think that you will need, always need to get yourself off of a toilet. You will always need to get yourself out of a chair. You will need to get yourself in and out of a car. Yeah. Those things, you will need to be able to go for a walk around the block, right? So I think that without shuffling, without using a walker, those are our acts of daily living that I think everyone should aspire to do. Mm-hmm. Does strength training get you there? Absolutely. Do I need to go to the gym and lift like a bodybuilder? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I do need to go to the gym. I, and I, I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like two to three days a week, go to the gym and you're lifting. Do, does it, do I have to be there for an hour on end? No. Do I need to be lifting like CrossFit? No, but I need, but you need to feel the last few reps feel challenging, but doable. Yep. Right. And it can be one day you do your upper body. One day you do your lower body. One day you're doing, maybe you're doing a whole total body. I don't care how the split looks like for you, but two to three days, you're lifting muscle, you're lifting weights and weights, you know, how much did I lift? It's relative to you. If you're just starting out right now, pick a weight that the last two to three reps feel challenging, but doable. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't want you picking up weights and, but like, I can do this all night long. <laughs> right. Where it's like you, maybe you get to like rep five and it feels challenging. You're like, okay, then that's the right, that's the right weight I'll use. And every few weeks, challenge yourself to try to move up, you know, another weight, another weight, another weight. 
as a woman, are you going to get bulky? Unless you are taking some type of anabolic steroid, it's impossible for you to do that. Um, If you are uh, even a hormone replacement or anything like that, it's impossible for you to get bulky. You might start to see muscle definition, but you might also just feel like just better. You might feel, you know, all of us want to get, you know, we talked about um, reducing our size in our clothing. Mm -hmm. The best way, when I first started, I I went to this um, program about nutrition and this woman, she described it and and I will never forget it's the best way to describe it. I can diet and I want you to think of beach ball, beach ball, right? We all know what a beach ball, I blow it up with air. It's this big thing and it bounces around. Mm -hmm. That's me dieting. Mm -hmm. Now, if I add muscles, if I add shrink training to think about a baseball, right? It's like smaller, hard as rock. I throw it at you. It's going to hurt. That's shrink training, right? So like Mm -hmm. a beach ball, like, yeah, like I, I, on a scale, I could fill it with the same amount of weight as a baseball, but who wants, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a beach ball or do you want to be a baseball, right? Because when I'm on a baseball, right? What was a size 12 in a beach ball could be a size 10 in baseball. I weigh the same, but I'm tighter. And what people want mostly is to be smaller and tighter, not the scale, right? Because if I, if I weigh a hundred pounds, but I look like a beach ball mm-hmm. and, or a baseball, you're going to pick that baseball all night long. Yep. So that's what strength training is going to get you. Strength training is going to give you that, those acts of daily living that you can pick up a gallon of water. You can Mm -hmm. get yourself off the toilet. You can get yourself in and out of the car. But I, you know, people like, I also think we can do bodyweight stuff. If, you know, if yoga is your entry, I'm not going to take that away from you because we also need that mobility and the flexibility. Cause like, I want you to be able to reach up into your cupboard. I want you to be able to, um, you know, pick things up off the floor and have that flexibility into our lower backs and so, so forth. But it's like, we have to move. And as society, you know, we have remote controls for everything. We could tell Alexa to to open up everything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that analogy. I've I've never heard it that way, but now I'm I'm always going to repeat it. Yes. You you can't forget it. (laughs) You can't not see it now, especially because my son plays baseball. So I, those balls hurt. Like he, he pitches like a 60 mile an hour of fastball. And I'm like, that would hurt yes. <laughs> that, that and they and all the kids get hit like he's gotten hit a few times by by wild pitches and 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 it's to me like you hear it you're like ah! and right like, oh, baby. Um, but no yes those balls are are they are hard balls and and if you think of it that way um that's a really good analogy because yeah the, the beach ball it's, it's fluffy and it bounces and it's whatever if you get hit in the head with a beach ball you're like oh meow. <laughs> it's all good get hit in the head with a baseball you're gonna have some problems for sure and that's but I also love that you're you know you're explaining it in that way where it's just it's when we think I think oftentimes we think about strength training and and your mind goes to bodybuilder your mind goes even like even with when I am honestly I'm not sure if I've ever shared the story on, on my podcast but when I first became a health coach. I wasn't a personal trainer yet, but I became a personal trainer about about three months after that because I wanted to teach fitness. And I remember being in like a mastermind with other um, fitness professionals and a lot of the women uh, personal trainers were bikini bodybuilders. And I felt so insecure. I was like, no one's going to want to work with me because I don't look like that. And even in my mind, I was like, I mean, I, I don't have, uh, I'm not shaped like that. I don't know. Like, do I, and then I, I started thinking about it. Do I want to look like that though? Right. And do I want to train that way? And I thought to myself and I decided I don't actually, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to train that way. That that can be their aesthetic. And I can also have my own and I can also have just lean muscles and I can also just work on, you know, toning up and all of that. And I've made it work for me. And I train in a way that supports my goals, but it's very easy to fall into this. Even if you're not just a, not even a personal trainer or into health or anything, just it's easy to look at someone else and think I'll never look like that. So f- so why bother? And yeah. that is that should never be the reason for whether or not you decide to work out, whether or not you decide to, to lift weights. It really is like I, like you said, and like I've always said, it's about mobility as you get older, because we I think we all know someone that struggles for the most basic things, getting up and out of a chair. 
And that is what squats help you do. Like when you think about functional movements, it's, it's those things, the, the, you know, the, the tricep raises, all of that, like that, these are helping you get your muscles to a place where when you are 50, 60, 70, right. You're, body is supporting you it's still supporting you but it's it's the way you treat it today though that's why i always say like start like immediately like mm -hmm. if you're not strength training you must start immediately and it doesn't have to be deadlifting your body weight right because no. again we go to these extremes right that's not that's not what anyone is ever saying unless that is your goal but for most of our clients their goal is to get lean and tone and to you know lose 15 20 pounds and to be happy with their bodies and you can very easily do that without spending two hours at the gym and Correct. without, you know, without taking steroids and without doing all these things. And it's, it, as you said, it's, it's really just because your body will thank you later, essentially. Yeah. A, a thousand percent, you know, and it's, I always say like most of my clients get their confidence from lifting heavy shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I see it grow when, you know, I still teach a couple of classes in person and I'll see someone, you know, grab a 10 pound weight to do squats. And you know, I'll say over the microphone, like, if you have a 10 pound weight in your hand doing squats and you're not 80, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> and I was like, and you have to show me proof of age. Yes. And if, and then I give them the 15 pounds and they do it. And I was like, oh, how hard is that? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Yes. You know, it's like, and especially like someone who's like in their like 20s, my girlfriend, I'm like, this is the time you build that like muscle maturity mm -hmm. so that when you hit 40, you're not thinking as much about the like fluff and the <laughs> yes. stuff. Cause it's like, I've already built that muscle on me. And once I build that muscle, muscle maturity sticks with you long term. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. It's so funny. I'm the same way I used to, uh, I used to coach at orange theory and I would say the same thing on the mic. I'm like, if you have those five pound weights, <laughs> And we're doing suitcase squats. This is not going to work. And they would look at me. They would roll their eyes at me. I'm like, no, I'm trying to help you. Right. Five pounds are too light because I think with women, we, I don't know what it is that, it, that like we have this. We think of like the men that are just like to have the, the big, ridiculous muscle. It's like, oh, my gosh, if I lift 15 pounds, I'm going to look like that. No, you're not. It's never going to happen. That is not. That's not how any of this works. Get right. the fucking heavier weight and actually get your heart rate up. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's, go. I, I laugh. It's like, I, I, there, you know, uh, there's a couple of places I don't teach at anymore. And they like, will you know, Facebook me. They're like, oh my God, Kim, some, some teacher said something. And I was like, no, Kim wouldn't say that. So I'm going to do the opposite. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, my lesson sticks. Yes. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, Kim, this has been such a great, a great conversation. I think my listeners are going to get so much value out of just all of your knowledge. Um, tell me, where can my listeners find you? So you can find me on the socials, um, Kim Jefferson Coach on Instagram, um, Kim Jefferson Coach on Facebook. I also have um, a podcast, Fit Girl Magic, uh, which you'll hear the lovely Miss Eva on as well. And you can, I have a website, KimBarnesJefferson.com. Amazing. All of that will be linked in the show notes. Um, and make sure you follow her. Make sure you subscribe to her podcast. She's hilarious. As you can see, um, I was listening this morning. I was like, she's hilarious. I'm cracking up. Um, so she has a wealth of knowledge on her show as well. And also some guests um, that she interviews as well. So be sure that you subscribe and you follow Kim. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Kim, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.